Small guys make cigars too. And they make damn good ones. And if there's anything we have been sharing and anything if we have been able to teach is that the size of the company is not necessarily indicative of the style and of the value of the cigar. Not in the slightest. There are small companies making fantastic smokes. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. No cold, Fingers Malloy. How good do I sound? You sound fantastic. Do I sound like today's version of Martin and Lewis? Or Lewis and Martin. Either way, that right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. Was it Lewis and Martin? Martin was it Martin and Lewis. Lewis? Thank you very much. See, I don't always get it, it wrong. It was Lewis and Clark. Right. Awful comedy show. Just terrible. Not funny at all. But they knew where all the secret clubs were. That's and true. that's what's important. It's a traveling joke, people. Next week, Magellan. <laughs> and we are smoking the Blanco, Liga Exclusiva de Familia Maduro. And here's how this story comes about. We first met David Blanco, who we did a whole interview with at the cigar show we were at just a couple weeks ago. We're going to share that with you. At a small show in Indiana called the Premium Cigar Association Show. Not the Premium Cigar Association Show, the Boutique Cigar Association Show. And he's, he's loud and he's brash, but he was totally honest. And he's got this line of cigars never heard of before in my life. And we're like, all right, we'll try this, we'll try this. So he, was, he was certainly forthcoming. Here, try them all. And over the course of the last year, on my back deck, I have smoked four or five of his cigars, and I've said, this guy can make cigars. Absolutely lovely smokes. We are smoking, as I said, the Liga Exclusiva. He's got a series, a line of cigars, the Prince Hall, uh, a bunch of others, the Nine, the Above and Beyond, which is their Heroes uh, line of cigars. This is a Pennsylvania Broadleaf Maduro, Nicaraguan, in the binder and the filler. It's, filler. it's a Toro, so it's 6 by 54 so it's 6 inches long. Tee-hee. Always makes fingers when I laugh. And 54 is the ring gauge, the diameter of the cigar, or basically how thick it is around. Tee-hee. Again, with the laughter. A 64 ring gauge would be a full inch around, so 54 is really, for me, fingers, the top of the line. Like, this is where I like to be in, the, in, in my cigar ring gauge size. This stick is beefy. Do you think so? A little bit. Yeah, you don't See, think so? No. I actually thought it was a touch wiffle ball. I think it's a little light. Really? Now, listen, they're, 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 they're handmade products. Yours could be heavier than mine. Well, I think part of it, too, is that, you know, I just got back from the gym. You know, I did a, a whole arm, well, leg, got, leg, and a lot arm of acid build up. Is that yeah, what's going on? So my, arm, my arms are a little tired, so I'm sure that's probably what it is. But it feels really good in the hand, that dark chocolate-looking wrapper. I'm just a... I'm not really uh, all that oily. Maybe just a touch of oil. I think it's got a nice leather feel to it, almost a suede thing going on. Yeah. It feels great, and it looks beautiful, and it is smoking just terrific as we've just lit this up. You know, we've gotten a little bit away from what your notebook is for, guys, and your notebook is for taking notes for you. So pull out the notebook. What did you eat that day? What did you drink that day? It is a ridiculously stupid, humid day <sighs> in Indianapolis. Indiana, where we record at Blend Bar Cigar, blendbarcigar.com. What'd you eat? What'd you drink? What's the temperature like? And then what are you getting out of that cigar? First third, second third, final third. Just break the cigar up into thirds in your mind, and that's how to do it. Fingers, we've just lit up. Where are you at? There's uh, right on the first third, there's uh, it's a sp- kind of spicy and then pepper, uh, but it's not a pepper bomb, but, but that definitely hits you. And then there's a sweetness to it that I really can't put my, my finger on. It's and, sweetie and it's earthy. Yeah. Right? So there's something very, very full 
about the cigar, when you bring it into the mouth, remember, you're not inhaling a cigar, guys. You're only bringing it in, toasting the palate. When you bring it in, it's complete. You are like, it's it, the smoke is rich and full on this cigar. Yeah, but that, that spice is there, that pepper is there. Uh, and it's a very pleasant draw. Lots of good smoke coming off of this cigar. Uh, so far, I'm really enjoying it. I'm going to be interested to see how it and if it changes over the, the, the course of the second and the final. Now, I third. love that this thing is a, a Pennsylvania a broadleaf, right? We often talk about, for example, Connecticut uh, broadleaf, Ecuadorian, things like that. Um, Pennsylvania and that whole area, ha- you know, that's where it comes from. Uh, it, it creates some really nice wrappers, um, e- even though it's... You, you can argue that there's a little bit of confusion in this, right? Confusion in how these how these wrappers uh, come together, the origins of of, of tobacco in, in in Pennsylvania, and how this came to be. I think I think this is out of you know originally Lancaster County is where you would get uh, th- this kind of stuff. There are a series of people who use a Pennsylvania broadleaf uh, today. I think the the Rocky Patel Winter Collection. I think uses a Pennsylvania. Brought, yeah, well, I've been studying fingers. I'm trying. I'm trying to get better. But it's 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 just a different cigar because um, it's got the, the the sweetness that 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 you get with like a Connecticut broadleaf, but it brings out that spicy that you're talking about. Different than Connecticut, the Pennsylvania has a little bit more of that spice. Oh, and for me, and this is this is certainly not a complaint at all. That spice really lingers on the palate. Because it's not a pepper spice. It's a fundamentally different flavoring that we're getting. When I talk about filling the palate, that, that, that kind of earthy thing, it, it is. It's thick and it's rich. It's almost a, a lusciousness going on because I'm totally with you. That's a different kind of spice than we're used to on, on many cigars that are, you know, bring the white pepper or the, or the red pepper or black pepper. Now, would you consider this full-bodied? I think so. <sighs> it's the, hard. It's it's hard. It's hard because we just started smoking this. Yeah, I, I think that if if you were to ask anyone about uh, this kind of broadleaf, they they would say, yeah, it's going to be full or medium full. That's the way it by nature uh, has to play. I, I think that for me, because of how I smoke and and the the um, frequency with which I smoke, maybe versus somebody else, uh, things that many people consider full bodied, I consider. Uh, medium or medium plus. Well, uh, one thing is is for certain as far as uh, how I'm going to enjoy this cigar. You know, you you, you give me uh, a lot of grief all the time that I smoke a, a cigar way too fast. Uh, I you you really need to set this one down. I think I this is you not feeling one, it already? Uh, not yet, but I can feel myself feeling it if I keep smoking at this rate. So I'm pu- I'm putting her down. And uh, I'm, I'm just going to let it sit there for a little bit. The Blanco, B-L-A-N-C-O. This is Blanco Cigars, and you can find them at BlancoCigars.com. The Blanco Liga Exclusiva de Familia Maduro. Fingers Malloy, is it in your humidor for 9 to $10 a stick? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, am I going to run out and get a box? Yeah, well, first of all, I'm not really uh, one that gets uh, a box uh, of cigars, I like to have a variety in my humidor, but I w- I will have two or three of these in my humidor. Exactly, and I think that's the exact right number. Yeah, I don't think I'm getting a box either. I think that uh, this is a, a a bigger, richer cigar, and it has its moments for me. It has its flavors 
uh, for me. But I don't think it is on the everyday tip. I've done some of their naturals that I think I could smoke a little bit more often. But three or four in the humidor, absolutely just just the right pick for the right moment from Blanco. Actually, I had the chance to speak with David Blanco when we were last at the show. And then we've got, you know, there, there are heat waves going on across the country. And this is going to be dangerous for a lot of people. But heat, we've dealt with heat waves before. But, and at any time a heat wave comes, you got you to gotta take care and you got to be safe and you got to be hydrated. Uh, found a story about the proper way to hydrate for a heat wave. We'll let you decide if this is the thing to do. Keep it right here and find everything at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. So you guys know we're huge fans of, well, cigars in general, sure. Uh, but not only the things that are big name brand, we love the boutique stuff. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. It's so good not to have a cold anymore. We're big supporters of something called the Boutique Cigar Association. B- boutique, B-O-U-T-I-Q-U-E. I think that, that's uh, how you... How you spell the word right there? Well, at the Boutique Cigar Association Festival we were at last year, and they've got another one this year, August 12th to 13th, in Martinsville, uh, in in Indiana. It's going to be fantastic. You can go to BoutiqueCigarFestival.com. We ran into Blanco Cigars, and David Blanco, like the guy, he's got an ego, he's kind of brash, but he's honest, and he's forthright, and he's making some absolutely wonderful smokes, and there's this whole family connection that he has, a family history that brings him to cigars, his work in the in the military and things like that. And so we caught up with him at the PCA show in Las Vegas and talked to him about what they're really dealing with in the cigar industry. You won't believe this. It's David Blanco right here. It's Blanco Cigars and uh, actually smoking the above and beyond, which they do as a as, as a tribute cigar, I smoked my first one just the other day. Thrilled to be smoking the second one with you. you. You're a guy who has served uh, in, in the military, now in the world of cigars. How you doing? I'm doing great, and I hope you're having a great show. I'm having a festive time out here at the PCA 2022. The cigar you're smoking is doing wonderfully for us. I only plan on releasing it in the United States because it's very patriotic. It's called the Heroes Line. The Above and Beyond is the brand, but uh, we're selling it overseas. We're selling it in, I think, Sweden, Holland, Belgium, Germany, I think, and Estonia. My buddy in Estonia wants it, though, because they get the, uh, the gist of the story with regard to the honoring those that have fallen, whether it's police, fire, military, or law enforcement. And so... It's it's interesting because I, I think that for a, a lot of people who are new to cigars, they don't understand the worldwide appeal. They understand cigars come from Nicaragua or the Dominican. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't know. Maybe hearing for the first time, yeah, they're sold in Estonia. There's you might be a smaller brand in comparison in the U.S., mm-hmm. but you've got massive distribution around the globe. I do. So we I would have said before the show I'm I'm in 37 countries, but I'm happy to report it looks like by the time we're done with the show, we'll be in 41 or 42 countries. Um, and I spend a, a ton of time in Europe developing, developing that market as well. Uh, we're in the Middle East. Uh, we picked up, we're picking up Dubai right now. Uh, we're in the process of Lebanon as well. So there's, I mean, I have to travel to these places. So it is definitely uh, one of those issues where uh, it's a global market. And it's not just a market, it's a culture. This is a cigar culture in the United States. We would be uh, naive to think that that isn't a culture everywhere on the planet. It might be slightly different than our culture, like every cultures are different. But the cigar culture, this brings everybody together, regardless of the language, religion, or pol- political uh, bend that you have. So. One of the things that's bringing people together at this show, one of the big conversations, is where we are with supply chain and where we are with these inflationary pressures and how you guys are dealing with the squeeze. You don't want to raise the price to the consumer or to the to the to the shop. Mm-hmm. 
But you're getting squozin on tobacco and shipping and things like that. How are you managing that? Well, first, I'd like to know if squozin is a, a verb or a noun. Uh, it actually comes from the old Hebrew, which means really? That's what it means. Uh, look at him. Somebody saw City Slickers. So how's it, how are you dealing with it? Well, so we are, unfortunately, there is no way around it. We have to raise the price. Um, and I will say that, you know, transportation is an issue. Uh, our transportation costs have risen. Uh, our materials have risen. Our labor has risen. And what we're now dealing with, and if anybody hasn't told you this, I'll be the first because I'm that transparent guy, are we have a work shortage. Yeah. We have a worker shortage, which has caused us to raise the labor rates to keep workers working because they're leaving. And where are they leaving? I never thought, ladies and gentlemen, I'd be talking about cigars and the United States immigration policy at the same time. But I am because the, the, the fact of the matter is, is that in places like Nicaragua and Central America and third world countries, even though we're paying a very good wage for their standard of living, they're told that you just walk to Texas and you get in and live the American dream. You're, you're seeing that. You're seeing that the factories aren't able to get people because of an immigration drug. We've been feeling it for the past eight months to a year. People are leaving. I don't want to use the word droves, but they are leaving. And places like Nicaragua, for many of you may not know this, Nicaragua is the second poorest country in this hemisphere behind Haiti. So when you got guys that are cutting wood to make boxes and sanding and painting boxes for the wage that they're making down there, and somebody says, if you can just make it to Texas, you get to come in the United States and make a minimum wage of $15 an hour. They're like, I'm buying my best pair of shoes and I'm going to start walking. So we have lost all factories, all factories. I don't care if it's box factory, uh, cigar manufacturing, farming operations have lost bodies and have lost personnel and have lost our most critical uh, resource because everything in cigars is hand done. So when we start losing uh, uh, employees like that, it becomes a drastic uh, situation. So we've had to raise and increase the cost of, of the labor to try to entice them not to do what we think is a very dangerous endeavor to begin with and not a good thing for anybody, but we've done that. So that means we've had to pass that along as well. So unfortunately, politics has reared its ugly head again in the cigar industry. So now, how, you, you, so you now that is part of the squeeze. Are you getting pushback from retailers on, hey, that's a price point we can't work with? No. Are they just raising the price? And how, how much can we, the, the end user, absorb? I have no idea, but they're not pushing back because they see that in every element of their life, in every facet of their life, whether it's gas, milk, eggs, cheese, housing costs, everything in the world is going up, and we are no exception as a result of the reasons I just told you. So they understand but you're absolutely, the last question you asked is the most important. How long can all of us continue to do this before we reach the ceiling and are hitting our heads and something's got to give? And, then, and I'm, a, I'm a realist when it comes to this. I am not eggs. I am not bread. I am not cheese or milk. You are a luxury. That's right. And so we are very sensitive to the economic situations because we depend on disposable income. Now, there are some people that are so well off that, yeah, they're 401k and everything else, and, but they're still going to buy their cigars because they'll just, you know, they got enough. But for average Joe, which I am as well, I'm a consumer and I'm a blue collar guy. My, my family's been in the tobacco industry for over 100 years. I'm the fifth generation. Farming is blue collar. You know, I was the police. I was a fireman. I was in the military. I, I'm not sitting in Wall Street. So I've worked my whole life and I, I'm lucky enough to do what I, I love as a passion. But the reality is I'm very sensitive to value to the consumer. I'm also a consumer of everything else in the planet, so I don't know how much longer we can take this. And that's why you see the political situation that we're dealing with right now and, and, the, and the economy and, and, the, and the election coming in November is going to be a huge issue. You know uh, that uh, my, my career started in the world of politics and, and political talk radio, and when we do eat, drink, smoke, 
we we shy a, a, away from that, and not not from who we are, but you know. Everybody smokes cigars. The, the beauty of the cigar lounge—it's Democrats and Republicans and Libertarians and yep. and and every walk of life enjoying it. It's, it's what I enjoy about it so much because that's where I get to have conversations and no one's screaming and yelling like you see in the news. Yeah. Uh, it, it, you know, it's it's the real life stuff. But unfortunately, we are but it, it is not true. to talk about politics. If, right. we, if your show was about farming, we're talking about the fertilizer prices. How much? If do, talk, anything you talk about, it ends up becoming a comic economic issue, which is political policy. Yeah. We can't avoid it right now. And that's not the thing you want to be talking. No, but I, it is reality. I never want to talk politics when I'm talking about cigars. But when people start asking me, so how, how's it affecting you? I have to go back to, well, it's all policy. And I can't talk about policy without talking politics. And so it's unfortunate. I'd rather talk to you about the blend of my cigar, the taste and the aromas and the beautiful packaging and everything else. But you come here and you ask me what? How are you dealing with the transportation and increases in prices? So first we have to understand why they're happening and then how we're dealing with them. Well, how we're dealing with them is we're passing them along. Why they're happening is because of policy. Where do people find more information about Blanco? BlancoCigars.com is our website. We can also have our Facebook page, which is Blanco Cigar Company. Our Instagram is Blanco Cigar Company. We also have a private fans page, which is Blanco Cigar Nation. David, good to see you. Pleasure seeing you. And stay smoky, guys. Thanks for coming out. It's a memorabilia extravaganza. You like KFC? You love KFC? You love the Colonel? Dear sweet Colonel Sanders, you can own it all. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy, KFC's Colonel Sanders Kentucky Home and Restaurant are up for sale. The memorabilia included. It's officially on the market. Claudia Sanders Dinner House Restaurant, established in 1959, is for sale. The question is exactly how much do you think you can get for all this? What do you think his home is worth? What do you think the restaurant, the couple lived in a 5,000 square foot home in Kentucky. It was known as Blackwood Hall for more than 25 years, built in 1866. Mm. And it still has the original stove where Colonel Sanders trained his franchisees. And I'm told they actually cleaned it from time to time. Oh, nice. That's good to know. That's on the Zillow report for the home, right? What would you pay for this? What would you pay for this home? Well, I have a couple of questions. Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, Air conditioned? Is there air conditioning? Uh, We're going to say, for the sake of the argument, yes, there's air conditioning. First floor laundry? Ooh, that that I I cannot guarantee. The first floor laundry. I'm not so sure. Uh, about does that. it have a does it does it have a septic system or is it connected to a sewer? Uh-huh. These are the questions. I listen. If I'm going to uh, invest in a home, I want to make sure that I'm going to be comfortable. Tony. With all the grease coming out of a KFC, it better be sewer. <laughs> I threw it through multiple grease traps in into a sewer. What? I, listen, I. It's got to be over a million dollars, right? Oh, it definitely has to be over a million dollars. They are not releasing the price. They aren't? I have no idea what this costs. Someone buys it. How did Kentucky not say, no, 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 we'll buy it. It's a museum now. Seriously. That's what, that's what you do with this, isn't it? Because people just don't respect Claudia Sanders like they should. That's the problem, Tony. Whole thing's a damn shame. <laughs> Poor Claudia. Claudia and Colonel Harlan Sanders. Claudia probably came up with the 11 herbs and spices and doesn't get full credit for it. I'm just going to throw that out there right now. And I base that on absolutely nothing. Right? Is that just your proof that misogyny is real? <laughs> she comes up with 11 herbs and spices. And she doesn't even get a second building. And, and Not the cur- even a thanks, Claude. 
and the, uh, and the colonel looked at that recipe and he went yoink. That's what he did. Hold on. What Tom and Jerry cartoon did you pull? Yoink. It's actually Simpsons. Simpsons. <laughs> Simpson. He went yoink like that. Took it. And he, you know what? He his name was. He wasn't even a colonel back then. No, no. He was nothing more than a buck private. <laughs> Uh, but this, you're right. You're absolutely right. I'm amazed that they aren't going to, I, and maybe someone will. They'll buy it and they'll turn it into some sort of uh, chicken graceland. Yeah, a tourist attraction. Yeah, something. But uh, I, if I, people will stop for the world's largest ball of twine, wouldn't you stop for a, for a bucket of chicken? Look, it, it seems to me that if you think of the memorabilia in in this in, in, in this mansion. Look, Coca-Cola is, is the gold standard, right? That seems to be the most collectible brand. People go crazy over old Coca-Cola stuff. Um, people will deck out rooms, you know, uh, Coca-Cola, you know, vintage uh, signs and things like that. I wonder how much of a market old KFC stuff has, if at all. That's a good question. The, I can't say that I see a lot of it. I will sometimes go through those antique malls and things like that. Because sometimes the stories are fascinating, absolutely fascinating. The, 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 for lack of a better word, historical finds. And yes, the Coke stuff and the Pepsi stuff, people spend real money on. People are passionate about their pop. Uh, soda, you freak. But I, I've, I don't think I've seen KFC stuff, which either tells me it doesn't exist or it doesn't register. Right, be. it's one or the other. And the other thing too is, I'm, I'm really trying to, to rack my brain. I don't really remember the the logo changing all that much. I mean, I feel well, like well, it used to be Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah, I, they weren't afraid of fried. Right, but it, you know, a lot of the stuff feels like if if you saw a logo from K, well. KFC, you're, you're right. Maybe they, they did change it. Uh, I, I I would say that if I saw something from the '70s, I don't know if it's radically changed all that much since the '70s. You know what I mean? It, you know, sometimes you would see different how Coke is marketed, stuff like that. You go, right. oh yeah, that's definitely from the '50s or something. But this, it's it's I, I don't know. I I just I, I just haven't seen that much uh, KFC memorabilia out there. It should be a museum. I'm leaving it at that. Then we come across a list, Fingers Malone. Ah, uh, loveless. This is about celebrities who have lost weight for, for gigs, right? For, for, for their acting gig. And some of them go to some crazy-ass extremes. Uh, Matthew McConaughey in Dallas Buyers Club. And Christian Bale, and I forget what the heck he, he was doing. And the Machinist. The Machinist. That's it. it. Nuts. So Christian Bale, for The Machinist, to lose the weight, ate one apple a day. Drank black coffee, ate one can of tuna, and one apple every day. I heard it also kept the doctor away. Dude, I'm surprised he didn't die. I am surprised he didn't die doing that. Can you? I can't imagine doing that for two days. <laughs> Seriously. Can you, oh, uh, boy, I sure am hungry. Let me wander over to the pantry and get myself a can of tuna and an apple. A, no one ever offered you 14 to $22 million. Well, that's true. And B, uh, you are, are not willing to be a, a, a serious actor. Well, and, and C, I already have the perfect body, so I don't have to worry about this sort of thing. That's very true. Very true. Then you have Anne Hathaway, who, for Les Miserables, and she was terrific in, in, in the movie version of that, lost 25 pounds eating two pieces of oatmeal paste a day. 
I don't know what oatmeal paste is. Is it similar to when you were in kindergarten and you ate paste? Different paste. Oh, it's a different paste. No, I don't know what oatmeal paste is. That, that, is that the kind of thing that you, you get at some sort of health food store? Like wheat germ and uh, oatmeal paste and uh, wheat germ? I don't know. You like saying I, wheat germ? I, I don't wander into a health food store very often, so I don't know what's on the shelf. But I've been in a couple of health food stores. You know what I think of the people in there? Very unhealthy. <laughs> oh, uh, tell me you haven't seen that. Outrageously unhealthy. Do you, do you look at them and you think to yourself, I bet they eat a can of tuna and an apple a day. Someone needs to eat a sandwich. You all need to eat a sandwich. Have you ever done anything where you had to lose a lot of weight in a short period of time? Never. Ne- I've, ne- I've, I, I, I've never had the fortitude. I've never had the anything. Only recently have I figured some things out and it's working for me and I've I'm, I'm willing to play a little more aggressively because I see some results. And I'm like, I could see some places where I don't need to do certain things that I'm doing. I've done the lemonade cleanse before. Really? Yeah. I, uh, for 17 days one time. And for the lemonade cleanse, that's uh, grade B maple syrup, cayenne pepper, and uh, fresh lemon juice. And you make a lemonade out of it. And that's all. It, and sugar. It, it, well, the sugar comes from the maple syrup. And if you drink, uh, uh, I, I can't remember the amount of servings, you're getting 1,000 calories a day. Um, and, man, I, I lost like 17 pounds. And I think I did it for like 13 days. I, I, was, I was going on a trip, and I was like, okay, fatty, fat, fat, fat. You're not going to go buy new clothes. There's got to be a, another way. And it was lemonade. And uh, I would do, I'll tell you what, I would do that over the tuna and apple. How much time did you spend in the bathroom? Uh, not much. Really? No. Well, no, it, you're not eating anything. So, yeah, the first day or two, you clean yourself out. But then after that, you're not really eating much. Lemonade. You're not eating anything. Cayenne and maple syrup. I feel like we've discussed this before. Yes. You know what helps? If you then slip into your MyPillow slippers, so at least your feet are comfortable. <laughs> while, you are, while you are not, and the slippers are incredible. $49.98, that is the price with promo code TONY. MyPillow.com slash TONY. It took two years to develop these slippers. They're incredible. You got the MyPillow patented fill, the comfort memory foam, that which prevents that, that fatigue, the patented impact gel, and it's got this indoor-outdoor sole, so you can wear it anywhere all day long. Quality leather suede, leather suede, a variety of styles and colors and sizes. Machine washable, a 60-day money-back guarantee, and a one-year limited warranty. Go to MyPillow.com slash Tony. MyPillow.com slash Tony. And while you're there, take advantage of the deep discounts on all the MyPillow products, like the buy one, get one extravaganza on bed sheets, which are great, the MyPillows, which are great, and more. Visit MyPillow.com slash Tony for the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. MyPillow.com slash Tony. Our new book, Let's Go Bourbon, the bourbon reader you've always needed is now available on Amazon.com and our website, EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Pick up a copy today. Yellowstone is a wildly popular show, and Yellowstone is growing into a wildly popular bourbon. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. What? Is that by Jellystone? That, that's, no, that's a, that's a completely different... That's not a made-up thing from the Flintstones. I, I, I think it has something to do with picnic baskets. Oh, oh, that's, that's Yogi Bear? Yeah. Oh, proof positive I didn't pay enough attention to cartoons when I was a kid. 
Yellowstone Select Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, Fingers Malloy, comes in at 93 proof. It is a blend of four and seven-year-old bourbon, so there isn't an age statement that goes along with this bourbon, nor do I have a mash bill, which seems to be undisclosed, at least according to the people at BreakingBourbon.com, but a bourbon by law has to be 51% corn, that juice goes into a first-use charred oak barrel and cannot have anything done to it except water added to bring down the proof. That is it. That's a bourbon right there. You can learn more about bourbon in our book, Let's Go Bourbon, available at Amazon.com, the bourbon reader you've always needed. Uh, this is almost, you know, I, I wouldn't say this is an amber this is a gold, a yellowish gold look uh, to the bourbon right here. It's certainly a pleasant look, Fingers Malloy, as we start it neat and bring it to the nose to check that. Uh, what are you getting, Fingers? On the nose, I'm getting uh, a hint of vanilla and, uh, and some oak. And there's a little, maybe a, a, a touch of, of spice, uh, but not much more than that. There's not an, nothing overwhelming on the nose. It's not one of those uh, bourbons where uh, you know you, you've got your nose six inches from the glass and and you catch something. You got to get your nose really into the glass. At least I do before I'm I'm, I'm getting anything on the nose. Yeah, I I think I'm with you there on the spice uh, for for sure. You know the Yellowstone story. There was a Yellowstone bourbon in the late 1800s. But the actual distillery, the Limestone Branch Distillery, that came about in the early 2000s, and it was just a, really the re recreating of the brand itself. I think that spice is there. I think there is a little bit of, of natural sweet going on. Maybe, yeah, just a natural sweet. There's a, I don't know if I get much of a fruit going on on there, Spice and a, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a natural sweet is, is where I would go. Fingers Malloy, we, we start this neat, and then we decide to bring it to a, a cube or, or just some ice chips. I wouldn't say this thing's got some major viscosity to it. It's a it's, lighter color than... Yeah, it's more yellow. Yeah. It, it, it literally yellowstone, but it is a little more yellow. This is, is, is a little more on the pale gold side uh, than getting into some of the ambers or, 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 or darker looks uh, of a bourbon. But 93 proof... I'd say there's a uh, the the faintest, faintest of alcohol on that nose fingers. Mm. Faint. Did I say faint? Yes, you said. I mean faint. Faint. I but I think everything is kind of faint on this. I again, I've got a and maybe it's just uh, you know how the the day is hitting me. I, I'm just not getting a lot. You have to really get your nose in there. Uh, before you you get something, it's, I, maybe that's just me. Are you feeling that way too? No, not that it's it, no. It's just it's 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 light, but it's not it's not problematic in that way for me. It's 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 this is just what I'm getting from the nose. That's yep. all it has to offer. Now, fingers, Malloy, are you ready for this? Tony, I've been ready for this all day. We take it neat. We do what's known as the Kentucky Chew. Move it around the mouth. See what kind of flavors we get out of it. Sometimes you want to take two sips. First one to set the taste buds. Second one to really get a feel. Fingers and boys doing the Kentucky Chew right now. Um, where are you at, Fingers Malloy? There's a nice little bit of sting on the tongue. No burn going down. That vanilla is there. Uh, there is a, a hint of fruitiness on it, but I can't quite put my finger on what exactly that is uh, uh, oak is there too there's no uh, that that ethanol uh, note that you're kind of getting on on the nose not getting that at all uh, 
on the palate. Boy, maybe a little bit of brown sugar. Maybe just a tad. All right. It's pleasant. So that's all you're going with. You're going with pleasant. Pleasant. And eat an easy bourbon. Easy like Sunday morning. All right, here I go, fingers below. This is the Yellowstone Select Bourbon Whiskey, a blend of four- and seven-year-old whiskeys, uh, four- and seven-year-old bourbons, 93 proof from the Limestone Branch Distillery in Lebanon, Kentucky. Here we go, fingers below. He's going in. He's got the glass to the lips. He's examining the glass as he does what we call the Memphis Munch. It's not a thing. The bourbon's not a thing? No, the Memphis Munch is oh. not a thing. Yeah, now I'm going to provide a caveat. And I get a little bit of heat in, in the left chest. Um, I'm the, so the, much... The left chest? That's where I felt it. I felt it on the left side. Uh, I uh, No burn going down whatsoever. No sting really on the tongue. I had a cold last week. Mm-hmm. You, you hosted the show last week and greatly appreciate you. Um, it's possible I still have a little bit of remnant in the nose because I am not getting much either. This is unbelievably light. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that vanilla is, is right. I think that's the predominant uh, flavor there. I think there is a little bit of, of oak going on, a caramelly oak, but nothing in large degree. I actually think this isn't strong enough. There aren't enough pronounced flavors. But I cannot make the call if there is still a remnant of the cold in the nose left. I still have, you know, a little bit here and there. You know, it takes a little while to get everything back. So I'm, I'm, it's very okay to cast doubt upon my, my take of the bourbon. But it's, it's, it's light. It, it, it isn't. It's missing a fullness that I would love to, to, to see. There's nothing that's, you know, outraging you like, oh, I, I couldn't drink this. It's just, I wonder if, if my nose was in perfect condition, would I pick up more? I want to pose this to you, and I want to see if you think I'm off base. I don't think this cigar is a friend of this bourbon. I think you're right. We're doing the Blanco, uh, the uh, Liga Exclusiva Maduro. It's a Pennsylvania Broadleaf. It is so big. Yeah. It is so big. It would need, I think, a bigger bourbon to match up. And, and this bourbon isn't the match for that. That is not an attack on the bourbon, nor an attack on the cigar from Blanco Cigars, BlancoCigars.com. It's just sometimes when you put things together, it doesn't work the way you think. They're not actually complementary. They're, they're kind of fighting each other. Yeah. I think that's absolutely right. And I think that the, actually the, the cigar is overwhelming. the. And, and again, this is not, like you said, a knock because I, I don't know about you. I'm really enjoying this cigar. Mm. Uh, I would be interested to try this bourbon again by itself uh, away from this cigar to get a better sense of, of, of what this would be like on the nose and in the palate. And I need to palate. try it with, with a better nose so that, you know, when you ask the question, is it in your liquor cabinet? We have found this for places between thirty-five and fifty dollars a bottle. Thirty-five, I could see. Yeah, fifty, I couldn't. Yeah, that's and, and, and that's with my imperfect nose right now. Here's what I will say about this: it's a safe pick. It, it definitely. If that's you, a great way to put it. If you're if you're going to show up at a party and you think, okay, everybody needs to try this. I think everybody can try this. If you're not someone uh, who's a, a bourbon drinker normally, I think you could give this to someone, and uh, they, they will enjoy it. Uh, a seasoned bourbon drinker, I, I, will they go for a second glass? I, I don't know at this point, but I, I don't think they'd be turned off by it. I think that this thing is going to get moved to a cube just to see if any other flavors 
get get pushed up, become more uh, pronounced or anything. It becomes subdued. Yellowstone Select from Limestone Branch Distillery. You're going to have to decide for yourself. Eat, drink, smoke. It is your cigar bourbon foodie extravaganza. Tony Katz, Fingers Malloy. So good to be with you guys. Find everything at eatdrinksmokeshow.com and on Instagram, Eat, Drink, Smoke Podcast. That's where you go. And join us August 12th and 13th, Smoke at the Creek. It is the International Boutique Cigar Festival. We will be there. We will be recording live. We'll be talking to all the cigar manufacturers, having a fantastic time. The tickets are available, BoutiqueCigarFestival.com. It takes place in Martinsville, Indiana. A great show, a chance to really talk to people, get to know people, enjoy. Also, some good beverages because uh, the people there at Cedar Creek, where this takes place, they're a brewery. They make some great beer. They're a vineyard, uh, a winery. They make some great wine. And they are a distillery. Some fantastic bourbon. There'll be even more bourbons. Cigars all the way around. Smoke at the Creek is what it's called. BoutiqueCigarFestival.com. We are drinking the Yellowstone Select bourbon whiskey right there. 93 proof. I've got it on the cube. And again, I'm putting it to, the, to, to my nose. Maybe not being perfect. Uh, it's just, it, it, look, it's an easygoing bourbon that'll work for the table. But I've got on the big rock. And, and I, a little bit of that spice enhanced from it, but I lost any level of vanilla or oak that's in there. <laughs> you just the opposite? It's, that's, that's amazing. I put a couple of drops of cool water in. And again, I'm going to go back to what I said earlier. I think that the, the Splanco cigar is overwhelming this bourbon. Uh, for me, it eliminated all of the spice. Uh, and it, all it is now it, for me is just vanilla and oak, and it's faint on the vanilla and the oak. Uh, this may be just a situation where your palate has, has been screwed up a little bit because you're coming off of a cold. And for me, this cigar, which I'm enjoying very much, is just overwhelming this bourbon. I think that's absolutely it. I think we are in that place where the bourbon is, is fine. That bourbon, I think, is a great gift. I think that bourbon works for the table. Does not work with the Blanco cigar that we're smoking, the Liga Exclusiva Maduro, which is that Pennsylvania Broadleaf wrapper. It's a Big blank and smoke, people. Oh, and is. and and that's just the story. It it is just overwhelming. So it's a great example of no one did anything wrong. There's nothing wrong with the cigar. Really, don't think there's anything wrong with the bourbon, although it is on the lighter side of bourbons. It's that as a combination. You know what you realize? This isn't the one. Each one separately, I think, is very enjoyable. You're right. It's not the together pair. And for me, I'm going to stick with the cigar the rest of the I, I think, uh, yeah, I think so too. Uh, th- but this is a very safe bourbon. I, and at that price, $33 a bottle, I think that that uh, is, is definitely something that is worth purchasing if you know you're going to a party or something and it's, it's a bottle for everyone. I think that this would work. Uh, get to $50 a bottle, I'm not so sure. Uh, but $33 a bottle, $35 a bottle. Yeah, I, I, I think that that's, that's doable. 100%. It's time, Fingers Malloy, for news. Wait for it. Of the week. Before I get into news of the week, Tony, may, may I take a moment uh, to uh, take care of a little Eat, Drink, Smoke business? You can. Because there, there is some news uh, in Eat, Drink, Smoke Nation, uh, and it regards the host of the show, Tony Katz, that I, I, I have to mention. I was flipping through my uh, issue, uh, the latest issue of uh, Radio Quarterly. You, you read Ma- the Radio magazine. Quarterly, do you? Radio Quarterly Is that like Gentleman's Quarterly, but for radio? Yes, it, yes. Uh, and the, the pictures uh, of the radios in the magazine are tasteful. Uh, 
So uh, there's, a, there's a, an organization called the National Association of Broadcasters. Oh, Are you familiar Lord. with them? Yes. Oh, yes, I'm familiar with them. So they do a little thing called the Marconi Awards. And the Marconi, Marconi Awards, Tony, uh, they celebrate overall excellence in radio. So you have to be the cream of the crop to be nominated for a, a Marconi Award in radio. So I'm thumbing through uh, Radio Quarterly magazine, and I'm seeing the nominees for the Marconi Awards. And I'll be darned, I'm looking at large market personality of the year, and whose name pops up? George Takei. Uh, no, he was Ingve in... Malmsteen. He, he was in uh, medium market uh, personality of the year. But large market personality of the year... There he is, our hero, Tony Katz. Our hero. Our hero. Uh, let me be one of the first to congratulate you, Tony. That's that's uh, that's, that's a, a fantastic achievement to be nominated for a Marconi Award. Uh, you should be very proud uh, of, of that. It, 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 it came out uh, the, the other day, and it, it was very, very cool. Marconi, by the way, is Guglielmo Marconi, uh, who invented uh, uh, wireless telegraph radio wave-based systems and uh, so that's that's what the award is named after. I I, I don't know who uh, at uh, my home station on WIBC in Indianapolis nominated me. I don't even know if it was somebody from WIBC. You no, know, as as a, as a host on the political side, I'm I'm heard in Atlanta and in and in Tulsa, where you also hear Eat Drink Smoke on KRMG uh, radio, um, St. Louis, a couple other places in Indiana and around the country. Uh, so I don't necessarily know who nominated me, but th- there I am. One of five nominees across the country, and uh, the awards come out in in October, and so I I, I got a couple of texts from the the company that owns the, the station, and the station just sold, so it's it's a new company, and they're like, uh, yeah, so you have to go. I'm like, you want me to go to the awards ceremony? <laughs> and they're like, oh yeah, we're buying a table. Nice, you're, you're going. We're, we got it. We we got it taken care of. So uh, so daddy's going to New York in this conversation figures I'm daddy. Ah, I understand. No, but I, I tell people all the time you're one of the hardest uh, working hosts in the business. You do you do 32 hours of radio a week, which is it, it's that's amazing. Wow. Uh, so but, but that is kind. Con- I appreciate it. Congratulations you. to you. And uh, we look forward to seeing what happens in October. Thank you. Look at that. That was kind. That was very, very sweet. I was a little surprised. I'm a little taken back. Are, are you getting are you getting misty? There, uh, you know, a little misty. Are you having a moment? I'm, I'm going to have a thing. I didn't know you cared. Oh, Until care. right then. Care. Deep. It's right here. Right here. Pointing to the human heart. But Eat, Drink, Smoke was not nominated, and I'm pissed. <laughs> well. I won't lie. How dare they? They're not going to nominate uh, a show uh, with a, a co-host named Fingers Malloy. That's, that's my true. That's my guess. Uh, but let's let's return to News of the Week. And this, this should not surprise anyone because gas prices have gone through the roof. Uh, there has been a spike in people who are being arrested for gas theft at the pump uh, across the country. There are apparently, uh, there has not been a lot of uh, technology advancement when it comes to uh, gas pumps and their ways to hack uh, into the pumps, apparently. Uh, 22 people across the country have either digitally manipulated computers that manage gas pumps or they're installing homemade devices to discount their fuel. According to an NBC News review of police and local news reports, I am always impressed with the amount of wherewithal criminals have. <laughs> like you would think, with all that talent, they could—I don't know—make a living. <laughs> 
You don't have to. You don't have to steal. Real, is it like the skimmers where they try and grab your credit card number? S- sounds like it, but you're exactly right. Uh, you 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 wonder they don't go too deep into the story if this is like a, a crime ring where they're having several people come and and get the lower gas price, or they're just doing it like you see people who will get the the cards or, or things that they can get free cable. <laughs> you know, are they just doing it for themselves? And you you got you got arrested because you you found a way to save seventy five cents a gallon on gas by stealing. I. It's, it's interesting, but you're, you're right. It's like if you put that hard work and effort, instead of doing that into developing, uh, I don't know, an app. That seems to be a thing nowadays. People right. develop apps for the phones. Have you thought about developing an app? We don't even have an app for this show. We should have an app for this show. Do you want to have an app for the show? Why not? I love having our business meetings on the air. I mean, I mean so, so the, but we've talked about this before. What would the app do? There are plenty of, of review kind of, of apps where you can put in your cigar reviews and stuff. And I like the notebook system. I'm old school. So the review would have the pod uh, or the app would have the podcast the app would have videos, right? We could just make it easy to touch and easy to grab that way. We could do that. We just have a graphic of a humidor and then you could drag the stick and is it in your humidor? And then you just drag the, the cigar into we're gonna have the a, like, digital a, like humidor. a live cam of our humidors, like of like of my fridge. Oh, oh, there you go. We got now, now an OnlyFans for your humidor. You already got one for the fridge. Right. Now for the humidor. Oh, there's so many business opportunities here. Sponsorships now available for the Eat, Drink, Smoke Nation app. Reach out to us. Fingers at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Just email him and we'll get this started. So our beloved Indiana has been in the news and very often for all the wrong reasons. And as we record at Blend Bar Cigar in Indianapolis, Indiana, we're about 40 minutes away from a place called Greenwood. Fantastic, fantastic suburb uh, south of Indianapolis where there was a shooting at Greenwood Park Mall and three people were murdered and there was someone there uh, described as Good Samaritan who was armed, had a license to carry a handgun, which is how they do it here in Indiana, even though this is also a state with something called constitutional carry. You don't need a permit to carry. You still go through a background check. You just don't need a permit to carry in the state of Indiana. You could get a permit if you then wanted to carry in another state that had reciprocity. So if you wanted to carry your weapon in Florida, you would have a a license to carry a firearm from Indiana, and then you could do that in in Florida. It it is the second large-scale shooting we've had. It was a FedEx building a little over a year ago where eight people were killed. Horrific, horrific stuff. Uh, But the, the... story of, of, of this guy and being able to take on the, this shooter and being so uh, proficient and, and shot 10 times and hit this person eight times from a distance and saved lives. I mean, there's a really incredible story here. And so it's, it's this mix of emotions in Indiana about look at what this guy did. Look at what this hero did. Yet three people were murdered and Sometimes we lose sight of what's causing these things uh, to happen. And for Fingers Malloy and I, it, it, it is much more a conversation about cultural than anything else. And we know that, that firearms are not necessarily the purview uh, of this show and, and where people are on guns and, and, and gun rights. Um, but the, in this situation, there was a, a, a good, decent person who had a firearm, who was trained, who saved lives. And that part can't be denied. But what is happening that leads a 20-year-old, a 20-year-old, 
look at pictures of this shooter. They could have been in my uh, oldest uh, high school class, mm-hmm. right? Just just a kid, uh, even though twenty, and you wonder what's happening. And and the only reason I, I bring it up because it, it is something that's happened. It's been in the news, and it, it's just it, it goes to this piece of these subjects are deeper than we than than people want to just you know throw out a talking point of oh you got to do this or oh you got to do that societally culturally we've got a problem and we have seen it not only in when we talk about these mass shootings but there's shootings that happen on the streets in big cities and small cities and and why is this now the the regular and as this is a subject going on in cigar lounges right all across yes. the country this is a conversation that's happening at at the bar stool and and until we start digging into what is bringing people to this culture? Like, what is happening in society that we need to remove? Or what has been removed from society that we need to bring back in? Until we get into that and figure that out, I don't know how we, I don't know how you stop this because I, I, I think it's, it's a, I think it's a pretty um, Im, improbable answer of saying, well, you just get rid of all the guns. That's that isn't how society works. Well, no, it's not how society works. And unfortunately, in 2022, everyone's looking for an easy solution, a simple solution, uh, you know, uh, an answer to a question uh, that, that it, it simplifies the issue. And these are complex issues that we're talking about. We, they're, listen, it's the United States of America. There are hundreds of millions of uh, firearms in this country, and ha- there have been for <laughs> You know, uh, since, since the inception, maybe not hundreds of millions. No, no but, but every, people have had firearms since we began. Right, but it's it's to the point where you're seeing you know this trend continue, and it's it started what maybe four or five decades ago. We we have to start asking our que- uh, you know questions why this is happening. But unfortunately, there there are no simple solutions. But we it would be nice to have an open an honest conversation about this and try to find real solutions instead of uh, you know people just wanting to grab all the guns thinking that's going to be the solution yeah I just just logically speaking uh, logistically speaking that's just never going to fly it's never going to happen uh, like that and I'm not saying that I even favor uh, such a thing but this this guy who was there who was there with his girlfriend and saved lives I mean it's an incredible story I, it's also I believed he subdued the the guy in like 15 seconds. It was yeah. crazy. It, if you're going to be carrying, uh, by you need to be trained. Agreed. I, I, I mean, my goodness, like you said, eight out of ten shots, and he was not. He was kind of far away from this guy, so he was clearly well trained. And so there's a second story of somebody doing good. There was a, a pizza delivery guy in uh, Lafayette. And, and, La- and Lafayette is uh, West Lafayette. That's where Purdue University is. His name's Nick Bostic. And he was delivering a pizza. And the house is on fire. The house is on fire. There are four children inside the home. This guy, this pizza delivery guy, ran into the house. Did he run into the house more than once? Yes. He went in. Uh, he saved four children. And then when, I guess went back and there was an 18-month-old uh, girl in there and found her as well and got her out. And uh, I mean, just a, a hero. It's just, it's just an amazing story that he immediately thought to himself, instead of, oh, we've got to wait for the authorities to get here, he took actions into his own hands and went in and saved these kids. Burns on his, on his right arm. I think some second-degree burns, blistering and things like that. His cousin 
sets up a GoFundMe for him because that's what people do. They set up GoFundMes. As we're discussing, they've raised $453,000 for this guy. First of all, it's a staggering amount of money, uh, but it's, it goes to this idea that we want to reward people who do good things because all we get inundated with is everybody's terrible, everybody's awful, everybody's this. You, you watch videos of, of some Karen or someone being terrible, and you're like, is everybody terrible? And the answer is no. Not everybody is terrible. There are people doing incredible, insanely brave things. Social media is a dumpster fire. What? Yes, it's I terrible. All these platforms are, are awful and bring out the worst in people. But here's a situation where it brings out the best in people. Uh, the idea, because this is spread all over social media, this this GoFundMe, and the idea that people will help a complete stranger who, who did something remarkable. Uh, because he, he had to be in the hospital uh, for several days uh, because of his injuries. Like you said, the, the, uh, all the, the burns and the blisters and things like that. Half a million dollars raised for this, this, this hero. Uh, you know, it, it makes you think for, for just a split second, oh, maybe social media isn't all that bad. People want to connect with something good, and they want to them themselves feel like they were a part of something good. They couldn't, they, they didn't rescue anybody from a burning building, but they could thank the person who did, who gave, maybe gave them just a little bit of faith in humanity. Yeah. Right? Faith that we're, we're not, as I said, not everybody's a miserable bastard. <laughs> and, and so, you know, sometimes I look at those numbers, I'm like, man, that's the idea that everything needs a fundraise, everything needs a money raise, and money's tight, and inflation, and this and that, and still 453000 in. Incredible story. Well, and who knows what his hospital bills are going to be. A huge chunk of that may be taken up by hospital bills. I mean, if you're in the hospital for you know several days being treated for, for burns. And you might have some surgeries that go along with those and, burns. And, and maybe else. some physical therapy is going to need to be involved or and maybe even you know uh, see a therapist for any kind of uh, mental issues after. I mean, this is traumatic experience that he went through. Uh, so, no, it, it's great. And, and like you said, there's so much bad news out there. People are looking for feel-good stories and, and wanting to be able to help. And this is a, a situation that uh, people have stepped up to the plate. Feel good about the Yellowstone Select Bourbon Whiskey 93 Proof from Limestone Branch Distillery. It, it'll work for the table. Yep. At $33, $35 a bottle, that's something you can pick up as a gift. It's something you can have uh, in, in, in your liquor cabinet. An easy, simple bourbon. It is an easy, easy, simple bourbon. Uh, the Blanco... Maduro here, Love La Liga it. Exclusiva, is not a, a simple cigar. This is big, bold. This has got power. I'm still working myself into the final third, and it's got this wonderful, unique spice, this little bit of coffee undertone now going on. Fingers this is a big, even for me, this is a big cigar. This is a true full. Yeah, you don't want to be a beginner trying this. Absolutely not. BlancoCigars.com. Find everything at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. It's easy to do. We'll catch you next time. Follow Eat, Drink, Smoke on social media, on Twitter, at GoEatDrinkSmoke, on Facebook, Facebook.com slash EatDrinkSmoke, and Instagram, at EatDrinkSmokePodcast.